Welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm Deep Tea. And I'm Natalie. Guys, I have some juicy Netflix TV show gossip for you. So Perfect Match Season 2 started filming this week. And I know that because, fun fact, I was actually casting for Season 2 earlier this year. Clearly, I'm on this podcast and not doing the show. But it's definitely something... It's definitely something I considered doing, but it just wasn't a good fit. But it's so weird because Deep D and I were asked to go through the casting process for Perfect Match Season 1 two years ago now, um, before our season came out. So I ended up watching the season recently, Perfect Match Season 1, since I started casting for Season 2. And I was imagining like what it would be like if we ended up on that show. Um <laughs> It's like a weird feeling, right? Like, oh, being yeah. like, I wonder, yeah. But honestly, one of the things I did not appreciate about season one is the lack of screen time women of color got on that show. Like, it was very apparent. Um, and I think we would have been in the same boat. I really hope that there are, like, Asian women on the show this year. Yeah, and, and also, it was... Um, I- I'm kind of glad I didn't do it because those challenges, dude, like, there's no way my mom would have... <laughs> those challenges there's no way i would have approved those challenges you know i cannot be kissing multiple people on screen i know i was that's what i was thinking about watching it when i saw the challenge where everyone has to kiss each other yeah i was like imagine if we were there like would i have done it i don't know hey you were considering it earlier this year (laughs) yeah so yeah i'm selfishly really glad that you didn't do it because you know i don't want you to be gone that long (laughs) I know. I mean, we have this podcast. Filming would have been like, I think, like four or five weeks. So, yeah. But Deep D, who are your perfect match predictions? Like, who do you think is going to be on season two? That's a great question. I I have a lot of people in mind. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people from season four of Love is Blind. But honestly, I would really like to see Zenob and Cold because I feel like the whole cutie situation wasn't really resolved in my head. I don't know. I just want more from them. <laughs> and also, I want both of them to find love. And Dom. Like, he's such a sweetheart. Like, I just... Really, really want him to find love also. And weirdly, you're going to hate me for saying this, but a part of me wished you and Shane could resolve oh some issues. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. That's probably a little aggressive, but that would be, you know, wouldn't that be such good TV to like watch you and Shane together? We would have been really, really toxic. I yeah. mean, I, I don't think we would have been able to have a healthy conversation on that show and I don't think we would have ever come to a resolution for you know our public spats that have happened within the last like two years you never know it could be like a therapy session you have no idea no not on that show that's for sure (laughs) Um, but my predictions are that Micah and Irina will definitely find their way into the villa Oh yeah, maybe Paul but I know that he recently hard launched his girlfriend on Instagram um, but I haven't really seen them posting together much recently, so no, he posted not sure her, what his status is. No, he actually posted her like today or yesterday. I remember going to see it. He actually oh, did. interesting. Yeah, okay, it was like a well, story though. It wasn't like a um, an in feed post. So then I'm assuming he's not doing Perfect Match season two, but who knows? And then I think like one or two people from Love Is Blind season five is going to be on the show only because season five is coming out in September. So in about a month. And so 
why wouldn't they, you know, bring people from that season on Perfect Match season two? I hate <laughs> admitting this. I ended up meeting someone that I really like, and I just want to see how it would work out. And I'm kind of glad, like, I didn't have to think about, you know, kind of choosing the show over this guy. <laughs> Yo, potential love in the air. Wait, are you talking about the New York guy? Like, should we should we talk about him? Because this is a long distance fling, obviously, right? So let's talk about it. <laughs> a long distance fling. Okay, I did not want to talk about it. What? We haven't talked about this on the podcast. Actually, I'm going to throw you under the bus too. So we are both in these long distance <laughs> flings that are very complicated. Um, I've actually been in one before that ended up becoming a relationship. This was like back in my mid-20s. Um but yeah, it's been really fun. We're just talking. It's fairly new. I really, really like him though. So Deep D was there when I first met him here in Chicago. And I, I turned to, to her and I was honor. like... <laughs> I want to be made of honor if it works out. <laughs> I turned to her and I was like, I'm going to marry this man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes, um, I even took just, pictures he's of really you. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're such a freak. She took like videos of him and I talking. Well, this is what happened. Like she was on the other side of the bar and like I literally saw her talking to him. And I'm like, I'm I'm going to get some like fun videos and pictures because obviously I'm going to troll you later. So I had to. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so we he was here in Chicago um, and we met through a mutual person that we know. And then we just kept in touch, um, which has been really fun. Um, it's, I don't know. It's tough. Cause it's like nothing, but it's something I've yeah. never met someone who shares the same sense of humor as I do. And it's just, every time I talk to him over FaceTime, I just feel like really, really good. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Um, but it's but also like nothing serious. It's just, it's a fling. It is, it is, but like, let's talk about long distance. You know, it's a, that's a tough one because, you know, as Natalie mentioned, like I met somebody like, honestly, about a year ago now. And like, you know, when you meet somebody and like you lock eyes and you instantly feel like a connection, but you're like, well, yeah. I've never even met you. And then you're waiting. It was like at a party whatever and I was like okay and you're like making your way to them but you like you keep like locking eyes so it was kind of like that kind of attraction <laughs> and I don't know like we kind of kept in touch but we, we fell off for a couple months and then randomly like something came up so we started chatting again and then ever since then we've been chatting like every single day and I'm like whoa wow. this is kind of odd but like I don't know long distance uh, it's tricky it's tricky I know. I don't want to keep my hopes up. So I'm obviously dating people here in Chicago as well. But like he's impacted the other <laughs> people I'm dating in that. Like I've told you this, I almost skipped a date because I wanted to FaceTime <laughs> with, with so the guy from New York. When you're like <laughs> on a date, do you think about him? And you're like, I can't wait to text him when I get home from a date, like that kind of thing. No, I'm pretty present on dates, but towards the end, like when I, when I'm on my way home, I like immediately text him. Yeah. Like I want to talk to him. Like I look forward to talking to him often. Um, but for me, I think dating other people is a way to like protect myself and just keep my standards high, like mm -hmm. and not settle for something. Um, 
And also, I just, it was really unexpected in terms of like me liking him so much. Like I didn't, I was not expecting it. Like when I met him, I was like, oh, I'm sure we'll like chat for a week and then we'll kind of like fizzle out and we'll go our separate ways. And I'm shocked that we're still talking. Yeah, I kind of like those unexpected like little things to happen, you know, because like when you meet somebody, especially if they're out of like, you know, out of towners, you like expect it to be like, oh, this is a fun thing. But when you keep in touch and it becomes a constant thing, you're like, shit, like, is this about to be something? And you're like, (laughs) you're so far away. And all you want to do is see that person constantly, you know, and it's like, oh, man, like, why do you have to be so far away? I know. And um, so I am seeing him in a couple of weeks with you, actually. Mm -hmm. We're going to work together for other reasons, um, you know, for other events. And so obviously I'm going to meet up with him there. So we'll just see like how that goes and if anything changes. Um, I, I don't know. At this age, at 31, like every relationship that I'm in, like I take so seriously now. Mm -hmm. I think the thing about long distance relationships is there's so much uncertainty with them, right? Yeah. When do you have the conversation of like what this is? Mm -hmm. um, What's the end game? And what does the end game look like? Like who's moving to whose, you know, home city? And, you know, when is that going to happen? Like things like that, that you just don't have to worry about when you're dating someone in the same location as you. And if I was in my like twenties, I feel like I'd be like, I can do this. Cause I have in my twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I want kids in like three, four five years, it's just like a whole different story. Yeah. And I also think uh, weirdly, like one thing that love is blind has really taught us is to ask those questions. Like, fairly quickly anyways. So I I don't think that you should wait that long to do it because if there's a connection, especially when you see him next, I think that that's a conversation that you should have pretty quickly because like you said, you're not trying to just like casually date and see where it goes. You're trying to look for a long-term relationship that turns into a marriage. So I think, you know, so the sooner the better but it's like that awkward thing of like when do you ask like when is yeah like when do you ask the so what are we question you know what I mean or like where is this going like yeah. is this just are you just looking for a longer term fling are we just chatting because like you you know it's just like fun to pass the time like talking to someone or like, are you actually looking for something serious? The thing is, I think it's too early to say, even on my end, like, I don't want to have the conversation because like, I don't know if I'll even like him in, you know, a few more months, yeah. like that type of thing. Right. So it's hard to say, but it just makes it really hard when it's like long distance. No. I think it's easier to assess when you're like in the same location. Oh, absolutely. Because obviously you're seeing them constantly and yes, you're talking to them, but like, talking to them over text or even FaceTime is a little bit different than in-person dates or like going out and doing things together. I don't know. I'm just a very big like energy person. It's like how do our energies intertwine, that kind of thing. Like even for me in my situation, it's a little bit different than yours because we had this like initial attraction, but it wasn't like you guys like actually like kind of like you know, had like, what an ex- 
Excuse you me, like, actually, my parents listen to this podcast. I say, you guys like kissed and whatever else, whereas we had like an attraction and like oh my god, there was this chemistry. Why are you but telling? Why are you revealing my business? All I said was you kissed, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like in general, like it's just I think it's just a little bit different situation for me because we're like in the talking stage. We're not even like. Uh, yeah, you know, and you know, he is so busy all the time because he owns his own business and then he like does music on the side, whatever else. And then for me, obviously, same thing, like I could easily get on a plane and go see him, but I haven't made that a priority, you know, so it's, yeah. just, it's just like tough. And like, also, like, it's weird, like sometimes like he won't text me. And like, I'll think about it. I'm like, are you on a date? Like, what are you doing? I know. And I have no right. Do I have or no say right. anything. Yeah. Like you can't even be like mad about it, but it yeah. makes you feel some sort of way. That's yeah. what I think about the guy, that New York guy of like, you know, cause obviously I'm dating other people and I'm like, is he dating other women? And it makes me sad thinking about it, but I can't like do anything. It's no. just like. Absolutely not. We'd be freaks if is. we said something. We're like, I know. Uh, no. Yeah. But does it make me self-conscious? Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, is he dating someone else? And, you know, she has like a kind of like a level up because she's like in the same location as him. Yeah. Um, And But then I was like, wait, I'm doing the same thing. I think it's just different because like, (laughs) (laughs) I hope none of the men that I'm dating are listening to this. I doubt they are. But (laughs) it's just different because I think like, he is so above like in my mind, the men that I'm dating currently in terms of like where my feelings are that I don't know. Yeah. He's kind of like priority number one or like number one on the roster. Yeah. He's like number one on the roster. I think like the other guys are more like as a way for me to not get too attached, um, attached or like, yeah, or Mm -hmm. bought into this thing that isn't defined yet. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I think you definitely have to keep an open mind because, again, you have to keep, continue dating and like see how it goes because yeah. yeah, long distance is just like not fun. And like, okay, can I ask you, what is your love language? Like, is it physical touch? Is it quality time? You know? I, the way I show love is through acts of service. And the way I like to receive love is like, physical touch, physical affection, which is weird because I hate touching, but I love the moments where it happens. Well, the New York dude doesn't stand a chance here considering you need physical touch. (laughs) I'm dead. Yeah, for me, it's very much quality time and acts of service, I think. And that's really hard to do when you're so far away. Yeah. Maybe I should book a flight and go see him. No, I was going to say, wait, so you have not like, you haven't kissed no, we couldn't. your guy yet. No, because we were in like such a public place with like a lot of people that we knew. And so like there was definitely, and then we went out after and like we were talking all night long. So I knew it was going to be something. And then obviously we exchanged numbers and then like we talked for a while after that. But then, you know, I went on some dates, you know, did some things. I'm sure like we kind of just fell off a little bit. And then recently in the last few months it's been like a you reconnected constant. yeah and i i really wish oh man why does this always happen <laughs> like it's always like right there but it's like unattainable you know what i mean i'm like oh it's so hard 
Well, I feel like he should either get on a flight and come see you or like you should go see him. Is that weird as like the next step? No, that is our next step. So that's kind of what we've been planning. We're planning um, because there's like some downtime coming for both of us. So yeah, yeah. hopefully, hopefully we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's Uh, honestly, it's so tough though. Like long distance flings. Like I hate the position I'm in right now where I really like someone but there's so much uncertainty with it while like the men that I'm dating here in Chicago, like I could see a better future of like, Oh, like you want to be here long-term. I'm going to be in Chicago long-term. Like this is, I don't know, you know, it's like, it's easier to kind of like move those relationships forward. So. Well, can I ask you something? I don't know. Can I ask you something? Like, let's say like a month or two from now, you and New York dude, make it official. Do you think we're that, not going to make it official a month from now? I don't know. I'm just like throwing a random scenario out there. Say that you do. Do you think that you can make a long distance relationship work even in the short term? So here's my thing. I feel like no, because I've been in one before and it ended because we um, in my previous long distance relationship, we just weren't willing to move to the same location. <laughs> like he's like, will you move here? And I was like, no. And I was like, will you move here? And he's like, no. And it's like, what do you do? Like someone has to compromise. And so I don't know in that situation where maybe like something was telling me like, this isn't my person. So I'm not going to move for them. Or if I'm just, if we were just kind of like selfish or we're just people who don't compromise well, because you know me, like I definitely don't compromise well. Like I can be very strong headed and I kind of want things my way type of thing. And so like in this situation too, like I've never asked him, would you ever move to Chicago? But I don't think I would ever move to New York or the East Coast where he's originally from. Because like my entire family's here in Chicago. I already lived in Boston um, on the East Coast and I had a lot of fun. I also lived in San Francisco and Atlanta, but I already did like my I already had that moment of living in different cities and I like love Chicago. I love that my friends and family are here. Um, you know, but so, sometimes yeah. sometimes I feel like if the person is worth it and if you want to make the relationship work and there's love there, I feel like sometimes you have to compromise. And like you or, can do bi-coastal, well, not bi-coastal, but you can do like you know, two homes, like one here in Chicago, one in New York, and you kind of like split your time. I'm a firm believer in that. Like why stay in one location forever? You know, why not just have multiple places that you can go? You know, what's so funny is he told me last week that he hates traveling. (laughs) So, and I was like, same. So I don't think it would actually work out. (laughs) Um, Uh, I don't know. Or what I was trying to say is like, Or the other way is like finding someone based here in Chicago where I know like location and long distance won't be an issue. Yeah. But you know what I think about often? What if my person doesn't live in Chicago? There is. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. What are we supposed to do? You have to be open and flexible and like just go flow, you know? Because I really have not felt closeness with anyone like I have with him. Obviously, I've been in a lot of complicated relationships since Love is Blind. And he's like the first person where I'm like, wow, like I um, just everything feels very easy. He's the first person that like 
I've met that shares the same sense of humor with me and like really makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I don't know. Like, but also I'm at an age where I was like, I want like certainty and I want to, I have like an understanding of what I want my future to look like. And I'm kind of like dead set on Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Watch me like move to New York in a year and be like, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I've met him and I really like him for you because I do see how you guys are so similar and like compatible. That's so weird to say, considering I've only seen him once, but I don't know. It's weird. But like, yeah, I think you need to have like an open mind when it comes to it. If you wanted to go somewhere, otherwise you're wasting your time. Would you ever move to Canada where your guy is at? I was not going to tell people the location, Natty. Like, <laughs> well, you you literally <laughs> revealed where my guy is based, and also that I kissed him. So, if I'm going to do it, you're going to do it too. Um, yeah, I would. I would consider it because, again, like I said, I'm so open to. I don't know, compromising a little bit. I'm so easygoing. Um, and I feel like I could absolutely easily split my time. No problem. Oh, so you would do like a split time type of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not like Chicago needs me the whole week. I could do a couple days here, a couple days here. I need you. <laughs> I'll be I'll be here for you. Trust me, the amount we talk, we will be FaceTiming all the time. You guys literally anytime me and Natalie get on a phone call, it is at least an hour, hour and a half long minimum. That is a minimum. I know. You are and I live probably upstairs. the uh, <laughs> I mean, she lives upstairs. It's like wild. <laughs> I talk to you the most out of anyone in my life. You are like my boyfriend. No, literally. (laughs) If there's anything stopping me from getting into a relationship with that New York guy, it's you. (laughs) Damn, I'm sorry. (laughs) Maybe it'll be good for us to split our time. Uh, that's so maybe funny. it's good that we live in different like cities maybe <laughs> i should move to new york <laughs> i think it'd be really cool like i well you know me i'll come visit you any day i'll get on a. I love to travel unlike your new york dude are you kidding me well i feel like we do so much work in new york anyway so i'm like yeah. maybe you know i'll see him more often than i think i would but anyways can you guys let us know and when i say you guys our listeners let us know if we're being ridiculous with our long distance flings or if there's actually potential here because yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning on like, like I really, really like him. Yeah. Or also, I don't know. Send send us your long distance relationship stories. Were they like, did they turn out good? Were they bad? Should we stray away? Like give us, give us some insights. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I'm going to make my decision. If I see enough success stories, I'll be like, okay, like I am going to see where this goes. But if I don't and everything crashed and burned, then I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm blocking his number. (laughs) Can I just say like randomly, I feel like you and I do value our alone time. And like we, we appreciate that. And like, as long as there's trust and there's, I don't know, communication, like good communication between our partners. I feel like we could make long distance work like us in general, like with our personalities and how we do life. You know, don't you agree? Yeah. If we're willing to move or if they're I mean, willing like, to move, yeah. then yeah. Eventually, like a long term plan to move. But if in the interim we have to do this long distance thing, to make it work eventually 
live together. You know what I mean? Like, I think we could, I think we could manage that. But you know, my heart's still. I don't open. think he even knows that I have IBS yet. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, I feel like fine. that's something you need to like experience live with me where I like run to the bathroom at dinner or something. And like, you can't really do that on FaceTime. <laughs> Wasn't your love is blind prompt? Like, hi, I'm Natalie and I have IBS. <laughs> I think, you, I think um, during like the love is blind interviews, they asked, um, what would you like to tell your like future fiance or husband? I'd be like, well, I tell him that I have IBS and I go to the bathroom five times a day. <laughs> that was should have been the first like, thing you should have told them. What the them. fuck? <laughs> I said, They're what like, the fuck they... when I read that? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't actually think they were going to put it in because I go, oh, like just cut this blah, blah. And when I, when the, when that came out, I was like, what the actual fuck? Because <laughs> that was like, like cast review and it was i'm natalie i know and i, I was like my oh ideas. my god and i was like i can't believe they actually left that in i was like are they crazy i was so nervous for my edit after that came out i was like i'm so <laughs> fucked no you're unhinged that's what you are i know and i was like oh my god are they gonna put in scenes where i'm like running to the bathroom like during my pod dates or like i accidentally like like pooped my pants somewhere. I don't know. I'm Did just you? kidding. I never pooped my pants during filming. <laughs> Be crazy. I was like, do they have that content? <laughs> no, but uh. they did put in scenes a lot about like Shane. I think Shane called me Montezuma revenge lady. So if you guys don't know what that is, Montezuma revenge is. means it's traveler diarrhea. Like when you go abroad. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> what is so, that? What? And and it made it on TV where we're having lunch with his mom and he's all like, okay, Montezuma revenge lady. <laughs> I was like, that's so random. I was like, oh my God. Dude, his mom was like, what is that? I think she goes like, oh my God. But I don't think she knew like what it meant. It's because uh, when we were in Mexico, guys, I got traveler's diarrhea really bad. <laughs> Did you like open from, your mouth in the shower? Um, yeah, yeah. I accidentally drank the, the like the shower in Mexico. Um, no, I didn't drink the shower. <laughs> I drank the water coming out of the, the shower. from the shower. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was really sick. And obviously, like, it's so crazy because it was when Shane and I, like, you know, officially had to spend the first night together. And I was like... I was like running to the bathroom and I was like, please. I was like, can you turn the TV up or play loud music? Because like, I was like, I'm going to go like, I'm going to fucking go. And he's like, Oh, okay. Dude, that is the hardest I'm, part about like new relationships is when you have to go to the yeah. bathroom and like, Oh yeah, I hate that. I'm, I'm like, as soon as they leave, I'm like, gotta go run to the bathroom. Honestly, I don't really care anymore, but like I, I'll make a joke out of it and be like, Oh like I'm you're going to have to turn the music up or the TV on. Like if I use a guy's bathroom <laughs> so that they know. Um, or you like turn on the water still, faucet, like the sink water. And then, and then but you I'll acknowledge it. it. Like I'll be like, hey, you're going to hear the shower and the faucet yes, go off in the bathroom. The and uh, you're not walking in there after I leave. So like when you first are dating somebody and you travel with them, like and you're staying in the small hotel room or something like I always will turn the shower. I'm like, I'm just going to take a quick shower. I'll do it when I shower. <laughs> but you 
poop in the shower? No, dumb. No, I will go. I will actually like poop right before the shower and then go shower. Be like, oh, I got to go shower. But then I'll, I'll do it all at once. So like he's like, oh, she was just showering. That's like probably the smart way to do it. For me, I just acknowledge it. I was like, hey, I'm going to poop. Do you mind leaving the hotel room? <laughs> do you mind leaving the hotel room? <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, it's going to be really bad. Oh or like, can you can you turn the TV on? to like the highest volume because I was like I don't want you to hear anything I just have to address it like yeah. I have to just let them know yeah that's smart like yeah I, I just always have a, a portable speaker I always have my Sonos speaker on me so I'll just you know I'm like I'm gonna shower I'm gonna turn the music on because who doesn't listen to music when they shower and you're good you're golden okay well anyways enough about poop oh yeah we spent was- 10 minutes talking know, about this <laughs> It's important, okay? In a new relationship, it's important how you navigate. It totally is. Um, (laughs) Okay, but speaking about like long distance flings and our guys and everything, Mm -hmm. would you ever, like if it ever got serious, would you ever like share it with your audience on social media? Like I'm like, where is the point of like where you share that you're in a relationship? Mm -hmm. Because quite honestly, when I saw Bartise shared on social media that he had a girlfriend there were some really, really mean comments on really? Instagram about it. Like people were saying like, ew, she's so ugly. Like, I can't <gasps> believe he didn't like Nancy because his new girlfriend, like it was like really, really bad. And I was like, I people couldn't imagine like my partner going through that. Yeah, that's terrible. First of all, she is so gorgeous. Like, please. Yeah. Yeah. I and I think okay. people were just being assholes, honestly. Yeah, as they are, you know, the internet it has so many trolls. It's, you know, what can you do? It's the internet. But that's a great question because I always said that I'm not going to like launch, hard launch my boyfriend until he becomes my fiance. But I've actually geared away from that mindset now because you know when you like get into a new relationship you're so excited to share I think um I won't do it then but once it starts to get serious and we have those conversations about it leading to a marriage eventually I think that's yeah. when I would but but it's that's so hard because I mean you and I have both experienced public relationships and it's they are not um, you know, an easy walk in the park. <laughs> Let me tell you. No, that's what I was going to say. I mean, mm-hmm. like, um, I talked about this in, um, one of our previous episodes when we talk about like dating as reality TV show stars, you know, I, um, dated another reality TV show star mm-hmm. privately. And I like thought about that. Like if I, sh- if I shared it publicly, like, does it open us up to have like people just having so many opinions on it? Of course. And um, and then we're sharing all parts of our life. Yeah. So in that case, like I'm glad I didn't. But also I think about my relationship with Shane and how like our attempts at getting back together after the show and our like kind of our blow, like our explosive breakup pretty much um post show. That just playing publicly was really, really hard. And mm-hmm. and, and partly like we were to blame, like we were sharing like you know, pieces of us being together on social media um, because we were really excited about like, hey, maybe we can actually give this another shot. And then, you know, um, but then when things don't go well or things explode, like everyone has an opinion on it because you've already shared pieces of your relationship publicly. And obviously, you know, our relationship also played on Love is Blind. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so you're, it's kind of in a different boat, but like if we started dating somebody that is not in the public eye, I think we have to handle it. I mean, for me personally, I think I would handle it a little bit differently only because I want to protect him in a way and make sure yeah. that he's comfortable. But like the same thing with Kyle and I, when I, when we were like, there was all these dating rumors and that was really tough because yeah, we were also showing little snippets of us hanging out. We do TikToks, whatever, right? So there's a lot of buzz around it. And that was a really hard thing to go through because we were people were rooting for us so much. So like, we, I wanted that relationship to work so badly, but we were just not compatible. Like we were not right for each other whatsoever. And I think the hardest part is after we broke up and he announced his new girlfriend and now fiance, that was the hardest part because like people were tagging me. They were sending me DMs when it was happening. And it was like people saying, oh my gosh, like this new person is such an upgrade from deep tea or, you know, um, this person's a deep tea dupe, which I don't think we look like whatsoever. Um, but, and then also like, oh, you'll never find somebody like deep tea. I don't know. There's just all levels of comments and it sucks because it's not even my relationship and we have not even been together for a while now and I'm trying to move on and heal whatever and then it comes like it rips like a band-aid and opens that wound I'm yeah. just like man like that's the negative part about relationships like public relationships yeah it's tough because there's this balance between like wanting to share your relationship because it's you know our personal social media at the end of the day yeah um, even though it's also like there's like this business aspect and the way you interact with your audience but it's also like how we share updates with our friends and family, yeah. even though we have um, now an influx of followers. But mm -hmm. then on the other hand, it's like, what do you keep private? Because there is some sort of boundary. Like it's really hard when so many people are bought into like a new person you're dating. Mm -hmm. Like I think about, you know, what Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tardick, yes. uh, what they're going through. So for our Bachelor fans out there, um, we're talking about Caitlin Bristow. She was a former Bachelorette. And um, she was engaged to Jason Tardick, who was not on Caitlyn's season of The Bachelorette. He was on another um, person's season, I think Becca. Mm -hmm. um, oh, Becca. So they announced their breakup last week via Instagram. They were together for four years. They met on Caitlyn's podcast, Off the Vine, in 2018, and they had a pretty public relationship. Like, I remember um, Jason asked Caitlyn out on a date on her podcast. They also shared their biggest relationship moments on social media. Like, I, re I think that they shared like details of their first or second date on their Instagram stories at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so tons of their fans and their audience have been invested in their relationship. And um, so when they announced their breakup and like Caitlin, you know, um, and, and Jason posted this like joint statement on Instagram, but also they would, you know, Caitlin particularly would post, you know, picture of her teary eyed on her Instagram stories, um, telling people to like cool it with their comments and DMs. I think that there was this backlash of like, Hello, you shared so much of your relationship with us for like for the world to see. And now you're telling us that we can't have an opinion on it. And I was yeah. like, yeah, like what is where is that line? Yeah. Like that's a really tough one because it's it's crazy. Like I did Caitlin's podcast last year and I haven't met her in, in real life, but um and but I have met Jason. So not that I know them so personally, but 
I do. I was bought into their relationship too. Like I loved seeing their dogs. I think like Pino and Ramen were their names. And like, it was just so cute. Like I was like really rooting for them. So like I can kind of like, I'm kind of on the public side, but I'm also on Caitlin and Jason's side because I see, we see both perspectives, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the hard part is you're right. Like, where do you draw the line? The one thing I'll say is that the public and people on the internet will always have an opinion no matter what. I think the responsibility lies within each of us to make the decision of when to like step back from social media and stop consuming all those comments and like heal, I think, which is what Caitlin is doing. But like also not expect people not to have an opinion, no matter what you do. And if it's public, people are going to have an opinion. You know, that's just how the internet game works when you're in the public eye. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy because we're not celebrities by any no. means. Um, no. And so um, it's weird being like, well, public figures and public eye. But, you know, we also do have like an audience, obviously, mm-hmm. our amazing community of listeners like you guys who are listening to this podcast, but also people who follow us on social media. So yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that too, of like, I saw Caitlin's stories telling everyone to like, sh- I think she said like, you're scaring me with your DMs and comments. Like she was talking to her audience yeah. um, when it came to like comments being made about her relationship. But I was like, how can you not have expected that when you are sharing so much about your breakup, like posting a picture of you crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. And I, and yeah. we're not like trying to like, um, we're not trying to criticize her by any means. I think like, we're also trying to understand like, where is that balance? Like, mm-hmm. is it, it should it be an expectation that people are respectful towards you as you're going through a breakup. But again, we know how social media can be. It's a very scary place. Um, So like, can you really tell fans to cool it when you're the one putting so much out there about your relationship, knowing that people are going to react to it? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a, it's a hard space to be in because I'm sure like emotions are so high. But you know what's one thing that's like very frustrating that I did notice on like, I don't know, all these like, because of course, a lot of news coverage has come from this split. But it was really frustrating to see in the comments how much people attack women when there's a breakup that happens. I was seeing things like, like they're saying, oh, she's a lesbian or she must have driven him away or she's focusing on her career instead of like relationship or family. And it's so like, like women, like they're blaming women for the breakup and like just giving men like kind of the pass, I guess. I don't know. It was just kind of disheartening to see that. And it's like, everyone needs to like, just cool it with the opinions. You know what I mean? In that, in that respect, like you don't know what happened. Stop. Like, interpreting or like stop assuming things when you have no clue what's going on you know that's like the one part that was like kind of frustrating to me but yeah 100% I agree and that lesbian comment came from the fact that uh Caitlin has publicly stated that she is bisexual so Mm -hmm. um yeah it it sucks because I think my personal opinion on everything is that why do these assholes on social media exist where you are like DMing her mean things, knowing she's going through a breakup or leaving shitty comments like saying, oh, she's to blame. Oh, like, you know, like she, I never saw this relationship, you know, um, actually working out. 
yeah, that's you are fucking heartless if you leave those type of comments. Can I just put it out there? Like, if anyone mm-hmm. is listening and you have left that sort of comment, like, you're you suck. <laughs> yeah. Please be mindful but, of the comments that you leave. Please, like, at the same time, it's like I don't want to say it's like norm. Like, it's expected. It shouldn't be normal, but we know that you need to expect those comments when you also put your relationship out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that it's not okay when, yeah, like I think she has the right to tell people like, Hey, like stop with your comments and DMS. I think it's just like this weird line of like, did, is it kind of expected because she puts so much out there about a relationship, not saying that it's right by any means, but it is like a very, it, it is this balance, but um, yeah, with just seeing everything, like we talked about the comments about Bartisa's new, new girlfriend, how mean those have been yeah. and this whole, you know, the Caitlin and Jason breakup and kind of what we've went through. I think for me, I don't think I would ever share um, my boyfriend um, or like really deep details about my relationship. Like I, I try to keep those to minimum if I could, because I would never, I just don't want the public to have opinions on them or like my audience to have opinions on, on my relationships. Obviously we shared like our long distance fling flings here on this podcast. But I think if those ever became serious, I think I'd probably reel it in more. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it's hard not to share what's going on in, in life, especially since, you know, we have this podcast, whatever else. So I think like, yeah, like you said, you have to find the right balance. And also I think it's like very, very dependent on the person that you're with because some people very much like to be private and, you Mm -hmm. know, keep things to themselves. And if that's the case, I think I would respect my significant other. But on the other hand, if my person is like, you know, I'm okay with it, I'm cool. Once it gets serious, I think I am willing to share some things. Um, But again, yes, you're right. Like, that means that I'm putting myself in a position where I'm going to attract opinions, I'm going to attract comments. And yeah, I think you know what? I got to get a boyfriend first before I even think about this. So <laughs> I need to be in that yeah. space. For now, it's Natalie. Natalie is the boyfriend. I know you're. You're my boyfriend. Um, <laughs> you really are. Now that I think no, about it, I was like, why? Why do I talk to you so much? You know. and Ayana are probably like make up ninety percent of my time. Yeah. My other friends are like, where you been? I know. Same. <laughs> Natalie's. <laughs> oh, Literally. But, but um, yeah. anyways, well, thanks for throwing me under the bus on this episode. Oh, you threw it's me under been... the bus too. <laughs> hey, like you say all the time, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. Anyways, that was our episode today. Let us know what your thoughts are on public relationships. Also, give us your stories on a long distance flings. Like, do they work? Do they not? Like, I know you guys have some juicy stories, but send those to our Instagram page at Out of the Pods. And make sure you leave a review and subscribe. See you next Monday. Bye. Bye.